0: All right, welcome back to True Crime Trine, the podcast where the planets align. Woo! I got it. Three <laughs> friends, friends again. Oh, we're gonna talk about true crime, astrology, and any other weird bullshit we could fit into this podcast. We are your hosts, Hannah, Sarah, and Meredith. Welcome to episode forty. Forty days, nuts. Oh no. <laughs> all right so that's happening any housekeeping yes We've got some housekeeping. So the first one that I wanted to bring up was that on Wednesday, January 12th, David Pettis, who was the subject of our last episode, was sentenced to 300 months (laughs) or 25 years in prison for the death of his wife, Peggy Pettis. All right. Okay. It'll be most of the rest of his life. Yeah, he's 60 now, maybe a little over 60, but yeah, so pretty much the rest of his life. And he was not necessarily in the best of health, if you remember. He couldn't pass those physicals, so it's likely that that will be the remainder of his lifetime. Take that, Pettis. Does
1: life insurance, if he were eligible, does it get more expensive if you go to prison? Because you're more likely to be stabby-stabby. Are you
0: even (laughs) eligible for life insurance if you are in prison?
1: I don't know. That's a good question.
0: Life insurance salesman, send us an email.
1: <laughs> Please, no. <laughs>
0: what, is life- what is life insurance? <laughs> what is life? <laughs> what is life and how do you have how do I insure it? <laughs> anything besides despair? <laughs> yes. And the life insurance agent is like, you need a therapist. Yeah. Unless it was Jake from State Farm, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. no, that's car insurance. Yeah. You <laughs> probably do life insurance. She sounds hideous. <laughs> I love it. All right. So see you later, David. Never. Bye. And then my second one, and I just, I ran across this article. It's, I just gotta, I laughed, honestly, because these two women in Florida, of course it's Florida, Mm -hmm. their booking photos, they've got no fucks to give, honestly, but they were arrested because they broke into this man's house and then threw glitter at him during the dispute. (laughs) A lot of glitter. (laughs) Oh, man. It's the breaking of <laughs> that gets me, but yes. <laughs> right. And so they ended up like breaking a window or something like that. And they were having an argument with him and they ended up just dousing him with glitter it's in all everywhere. all And glitter is something that you can just not get rid of. So good luck to him. With the that. herpes um, of the art world. But anyways, it gave me a good... Good giggle. And then if you Google their photos, like, they're just like, fuck him. We can put them on the website. Okay. I'll catch up. This has been a bad week. I have one piece of housekeeping. Cool. Like the cleaning the base sorts of housekeeping, because it doesn't actually matter. I didn't figure anything out. Okay. But this is back from Tilly, mm. when we went into that discussion about how she might have been a Libra or a Scorpio. Oh. Okay. And I actually tried to figure this one out, even though that birthday is probably not even correct. I went to my sun tables, but my sun tables only go back to 1900 and she was born in 1877. Mm-hmm. So I still don't know. I'm leaning more towards Libra though, just scanning through them. Usually it looked like it was going into Scorpio on the 23rd more than it was on the 22nd okay. over the last hundred years. It also goes out into the future, which is useless for this podcast but <laughs> but you know for the serial
1: killer is not even born yet
0: yeah i think i have like 20 it goes up to like 2070 or something and i'm like okay oh cool but anyway we learned nothing but i put the work in so
1: if you have a child born during a scorpio eclipse in this year good luck yeah.
0: oh yeah <laughs> or if you want your child born you might want to get a deuced or something i don't know you're like i don't want a libra I gotta wait for that Scorpio baby. A Libra baby's probably easier, though. Just kind of a boring and annoying.
1: Yeah, not as brooding and, like... <laughs> I love a good brood! Cranky kid.
0: Don't talk to me, Mom. And then mom, like, don't talk to me either, bitch. You can never know my secrets, Mom. I'll never tell you mine. We're on the same boat here. I don't want to know your stupid secrets. You're sick. <laughs> Actually, no, you need to be very aware of secrets from your six-year-old. Well, I know, not not mother material over here speaking. (laughs) Mine snitched a key from school today, so yeah. (gasps) I love her energy. (laughs) For what? She just saw a key and she wanted it, so she took it. And now she's got to return it with her head hung low and a practiced
1: apology. Oh, my God. What was what's the key to?
0: I don't know, honestly. What in the world? But this is not the first time she snitched a key from school, so. She just likes keys. Or she had so. big plans for the school. I mean, she could take over the world one day. We'll see. I don't know. Awesome. Awesome. All right, well, it's episode 40, but unfortunately, even it's not for me this time. It's Sarah's turn to tell a story.
1: Oh, and you want to Woo. switch?
0: No, because that bothers me even more going out of order.
1: <laughs> out of order. <laughs> it's one, two, three, or you can be an odd number.
0: Yeah, I know. So i have <laughs> fucked backwards and forwards. It's fine.
1: All right. Well, this one is a a wild ride it's about as hectic in timeline i mean reading and writing this thing it was about as hectic in timeline as probably the scrambled brains of the deranged people that are in it so
0: okay i'm glad i'm starting with my five percent beer because the other one is a a a nine percenter
1: (laughs) i wish i had a beer i'm just gonna say that
0: you could have gone out after not showering and not brushing your hair for six days and bought yourself some hun self-care
1: all right. Well, I chose this one because I literally was like, hmm, I'm just going to look up serial killer birthdays and ones that kind of coincide with when this episode's being released. One of my usual tactics. I was like,
0: you have a theme, I have a theme, we all have themes.
1: And I found one that's pretty crazy. It's a couple. Okay. Ooh. And the the woman was born on January 19th. So oh, okay. when this episode airs, it will be the Wednesday of that Anywho, okay.
0: Late Capricorn? January Cap?
1: She's right on the cusp of Aquarius. Yeah. So technically she's Aquarius.
0: Oh, she is. Okay.
1: Yeah, because January 19th of this year is the day that it, the sun moves into Aquarius. I guess it would depend on what time of day she was born.
0: And what year? Mm-hmm. 1962. I don't have it on the top
1: on my head. Ah, well, <laughs> let's find it out. She's on the cusp.
0: She's definitely on the cusp, that's why I was a guess, but...
1: She's got much more Aquarius energy, if you ask me.
0: Okay, good. Let's just say she's Aquarius, because mine is also (laughs) Aquarius, and then I don't have to do any work during mine. Cool. That's awesome, because the following week, mine
1: is an Aquarius.
0: It's Aquarius. It's
1: Aquarius season. Not yet, Mm -hmm. though, but... (laughs) Almost. (laughs) We
0: did this, uh, uh, like, two weeks early, but...
1: It will be Aquarius season. Mm -hmm.
0: For some of these boys.
1: (sighs) All right, so, born on January 19th, 1962... In St. Louis, Missouri, Cynthia Ryan's Kaufman- also from Missouri. Ah! <laughs> well, she doesn't stay there for long. Okay. Cynthia Kaufman- was the daughter of a somewhat successful businessman, and the family was basically devout Catholic. Fine. Not much is said about her upbringing other than it was sheltered and privileged at first, but then at some point it all changed when her father left her mom, and then her mom, due to financial hardship, tried to give her and her siblings away at one point. How
0: old were they?
1: Doesn't say. Oh. Not great. No. <laughs> I mean, if you're like trying to have your kids have shelter elsewhere, that's one thing. But if you're giving them away or trading them away, that's totally different.
0: It's like the late 60s, early 70s. It's not 1849. You can't just leave a child and run away.
1: Actually, I mean, you still can. can. There are safe harbor situations where like you can leave your kid somewhere. But it's up to a certain age, though. Yeah, that's true. There was an article I
0: read a while ago that was talking about a dad that was trying to leave his teenage daughter at a fire station, and they're like, "That's not that's for this infants, work. sir."
1: <laughs> She's like, "I know my way home." I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, so. Dad left her family. Mom's struggling, and then also because of her family re- family's religion, they're very anti-abortion. And of course, mm-hmm. she got pregnant when she was seventeen. So she was kind of forced to give birth to her son Joshua in August 1980. She was then also soon forced to marry Joshua's father Ron and endured a loveless marriage, often restated as "quote five years of domestic captivity." Ew. Oh. 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 She then separated from him, and then in April 1984, she left St. Louis for Arizona, leaving Joshua in his father's care, and intended to come back for him when she settled in Arizona. So she winds up in a town called Page, Arizona. I didn't look it up, but I'm just picturing dry. It sounds small.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like, turn the page. She's waiting
1: tables in a small diner. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. Turn the page. (laughs) Crack (laughs) vinyl. Nothing to see here. A
0: milkshake and a malt.
1: Yeah. All right, so she's waiting tables in Paige, and she meets this man named Doug Huntley and moves in with him after just a few weeks.
0: Aquarius! <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> in the fall of 1985, the couple were evicted from their Oops. small apartment after neighbors reported them for having loud, drunken, all-night parties. Okay. So then, after they're evicted, they relocate to Barstow, California, ah. which... <laughs> Barstow. <laughs> I don't
0: know why I gasped. I don't like Barstow. I don't, I just,
1: nobody I just, likes Barstow. I Barstow doesn't like I Barstow. Know. What the
0: fuck was that response?
1: Because <laughs> you knew it and it was recognizable.
0: I've been there.
1: Uh, yeah. It's, it's rather hateable, I would say. Ha- Sorry to hateable. any listeners if you're from Barstow, but like, why are you there? But
0: remember, I'm from Fresno. So. This is true. There's a lot of hateable places to be. This
1: is true. <laughs> All right, so they're in Barstow. They're not together for even that long, but Doug gets a job in construction, and Cynthia, who previously had worked as a bartender and a waitress, was also briefly employed there. But to make ends meet, because now you're in California, apparently, even Barstow can be a little bit more expensive. She sold meth on the side to pick up some funds. Okay.
0: Did she make it herself? Uh,
1: I don't think so. I don't think she's quite smart enough to do that. She gets meth, takes meth, sells meth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not a good way to be. I don't know whether or not she was into drugs before all of this. It seems like probably just because of her rough time. Oh, yeah. Growing up. Maybe. Yeah. But either way, so by the time on May 8th in 1986, Cynthia and Doug are pulled over for running a stop sign um, in Barstow. They had been linked to a violent altercation with several people outside of 7-Eleven where Cynthia, after seeing Doug be confronted by several people and and acting like they're going to jump him, pulled out a gun to help protect him and then they ran away. So then they get caught by running a stop sign, pulled over. Police then search and found a loaded gun and meth in Cynthia's purse. But somehow she was available to be released after just five days. Served her time. Really? <laughs> no. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what she's done to, yeah. If if there's any other activities that may have happened to allow her to be released sooner.
0: Oh. Yes, because before you said sell meth, I was thinking sex work in Barstow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of my thought. Doug, however, remained in jail because he was connected to that violent altercation. And so he ended up serving six weeks in the county jail and Cynthia would visit him often. And during one of these visits, she meets up with him and his cellmate, James Marlowe. I like that
0: just deadpan face. This asshole.
1: <laughs> this asshole. So James Gregory Marlowe, born May 11th, 1956. Of course. When they meet, he's about to turn 30. Okay. Okay. He was serving time for stealing his sixth wife's car. Jesus Christ. So he's not even 30 yet, and he's had six wives. No. I just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Roll winner. He had been a dedicated thief from the ripe old age of 10, and At was committed... At least
0: he was dedicated.
1: Dedicated. Like, n- how are you going to put food on the table he otherwise? He didn't
0: Andy Pamby around. <laughs>
1: He was committed to Folsom Prison in 1980, so here's another location that we know about Mm because Folsom's real close to her. There's also a song about it. Mm -hmm. Folsom Prison in 1980 for a series of home invasions and robberies at knife point. Yeah, not great. He served three years on that conviction, and around this time he opted to get some rather unsavory tattoos that designate him as part of the Neo-Nazi Aryan Brotherhood. I guess. Yeah, real fucking loser. But, you know, of course, it was love at first sight for Cynthia.
0: Oh, really? Do they form oh, a couple, yeah. or does uh other guy just disappear?
1: It's kind of unclear. There's They're friends for a bit and then they kind of seem to run off together. Oh, romance. Oh. So she's pleasantly surprised when Marlo shows up at her doorstep. Well, the shared doorstep of the apartment that she and Doug <laughs> are in. Marlowe said that he was there at Doug's request to look after her since Doug was still in jail.
0: He was there for oh. his seventh wife. <laughs>
1: yeah. Look after. Yeah, look okay. after. Just, you know, keep an eye on her. Make sure she's she's doing okay. Let
0: me look mm. at you, girl.
1: Yeah. Soon, Doug's released, then quickly arrested again. Not great. So by June uh, 1986, Cynthia and Marlo decide to run away together.
0: Well, Doug can't stick around. It's fine.
1: Yeah, it's fine. Over the next month or so, they work their way through Marlo's family and friends, mooching off of the kindness of his relatives, getting free room and board where they can. I'm
0: surprised he still has that. Yeah, right. After
1: his life. Maybe it's a really big family. Ah, that could work. They steal valuables when people ask them to leave. They're just like, fine, we're out of here. And then they grab something on their way out. (laughs) And And fuck you too. Uh, Yeah. In Newberry Springs, California, so still in kind of the San Bernardino area, marlo gets angry one day and ties cynthia up and beats her after accusing her of flirting with another man during this time his demeanor and voice changed and she um referred to this persona as the fulsome wolf i hate it i know after the prison yeah. where he had been incarcerated
0: because it sounds like she likes it yeah yeah it's, it's
1: a little deranged this
0: goes back to all of those uh werewolf fan fiction stories, I still am getting recommended on Facebook. (laughs) It's very alpha-dom type of bullshit.
1: I didn't want to look into it, but I feel like maybe (laughs) this kind of, no, 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 this kind of, like, nomenclature also goes with a bit of the Aryan gross background. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but, like, and i don't want that in my search history i'm not i'm I'm gonna
0: step back from this one search because then i'm gonna get fucking like nazi wolf porn as my next advertisements
1: i don't want it (laughs) yeah so after this initial beating he apologized and said it would never happen again and treated her better for you know a a few days
0: what a gentle wolf
1: she discovered though that he had taken her address book which people you know back in the day yeah But this address book contained her son's (gasps) and parents' addresses and their phone numbers, and he refused to give it back to her, so she can't get in contact with anybody that she knows. He became critical of the way that she did things, and would be snippy with her, would get angry and call her names, would refuse to let her go anywhere without him, and saying that if she ever left him, that he would kill her son and family. And he's a Taurus. At this
0: point, I would go back to the loveless marriage in captivity.
1: Because at least that one's like
0: And my son was there and I assume she kind (laughs) of
1: likes her son. So after some weeks in Newberry Springs, Marlo told Cynthia that his father had died and left him with a property in Kentucky and that they should go there. So the idea was that they would drive across the country. Uh, She could get her son back, which he suggested that they would all live together in Kentucky or just sell everything from the property and move somewhere else. But that they could stop by St. Louis on the way out steal
0: her son. So they're going California to St. Louis to Kentucky.
1: Yeah. Okay. Nice road trip.
0: Definitely want to go on a road trip with these two. Yeah. (laughs) Fueled by meth.
1: (laughs) Marlo told her to steal one of their friend's trucks for the journey. And so she did. And then they had it repainted black. Okay. um, So it wouldn't match a description. (laughs) (laughs) On the way... They passed by St. Louis as planned, but it was late in the evening, and by the time that Cynthia was able to get a hold of someone, it was close to midnight. So she was told by her family members that it was way too late for her to be able to visit her son that night, who was six years old, way past bedtime.
0: Way past (laughs) bedtime.
1: By the next morning, Marlo had changed his tune and told her there's just no time for her to see her son, much less bring him along, and they leave and drove straight through to Kentucky.
0: Good. I would like her son to not go with her.
1: Yeah, stay yeah. far away from this man. Marlowe subjected her while in Kentucky to several beatings. In mid-August in 1986, they drove down to Atlanta, where Marlowe told her that he had gotten a job.
0: Sure he did.
1: After his fourth day at work, though, he became angry at Cynthia again over who knows what. And that night in their hotel room, he began beating her, and then took a pair of scissors, threatened to cut her eye out, wow. and then decided to cut off all her hair.
0: Oh my god, seriously? Yeah. That's
1: awful. He then forced her out of the motel room naked. (gasps) And then after she was yelling to be let back in, he let her back in, but then forcibly sodomized her. Oh my god. So then when Marlo failed to show up for work the next day, because you know, that must have taken a lot of energy.
0: It's exhausting being such a fucking dick.
1: Yeah. He was promptly fired. Good. So then they returned to Kentucky with nowhere else to go. They unsuccessfully attempted a couple burglaries and decided to call it quits and just go back to Arizona.
0: Go back to Arizona? Okay. Yeah, I thought they were supposed to claim this property. And I didn't think – I thought she met him in California.
1: So there's some side stories here oh. that I didn't include because it, it's just – it it's such a meandering plot line. Yeah. But okay.
0: there
1: was no property. Oh, Oh, he lied. He had a friend there who was going to hire him to be a hitman on someone. God, it's unclear whether or not they actually ended up killing the person, but they were able to retrieve $5,000 either way. Hmm. But there's there's no place for them to live in Kentucky.
0: Okay,
1: well, of all the different weird like minutiae and facts that are around it, that's what lined up at least a little bit, because they both have really conflicting mm. timelines of what happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. And because it's a lot, a lot of this is from like the actual case documents, where it's a lot of he said, she said, and it, it doesn't flow normally, because they're from the people, like the brains of drug-addled Meth. people.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Probably already be trying to tell, people- tell the truth in the first place.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, they've got a few holes going on up there. So they trek it all the way back to Arizona. And then once they get there, they then burglarized poor Doug Huntley's parents. Oh, so no. her ex-boyfriend, who she left for Marlo. For
0: Marlo. Yeah.
1: So Doug, who's in and out of jail. I
0: mean, Doug's not doing great, but leave his parents alone.
1: Yeah. His, yeah. His poor parents. So they burglarized the parents' house and stole their safe. But after getting it all the way out of the house and down the road a bit, they open it and find that there's only just some papers and 10 silver dollars.
0: <laughs> 10 silver dollars? <laughs> yeah. Are those worth anything? With, or are they worth $10?
1: I think it was just like $10 in special <laughs> coins. It's like novelty right? coins. Yeah, Like yeah. those
0: pennies you press at the state park. It's like
1: what your grandparents give you for like Christmas. Yeah. Oh, like, here, when have the new quarters special. came
0: out. Oh! Did you get yeah. the new
1: quarters of every year? <laughs> I didn't, but my grandma had a bunch of $2 bills that she would put <gasps> into her did birthday too. cards. Yeah.
0: My great grandma used to do that too. And then my mom went, and so I have $200 worth of $2 bills right now. Mm! And they will be
1: tooth fairy money. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. That's a lot of
0: teeth. Well, it's like <laughs> for... For my child and then my
1: sister's future children. Oh, okay. I was like, how many teeth are you planning on her losing? <laughs> well, just the standard. <laughs> just the baby teeth, please. <laughs> Maybe some wisdom teeth. I always wondered about that. I was like, can I get money for my wisdom teeth too?
0: <laughs> I do have a, a funny story about teeth. And I think Hannah has one too that I heard on Hannah's other podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. And this is one of the reasons why I was like, I like Hannah. So my mom showed up one day, and for we were having some get together or whatever, and she hands me this bag of teeth. Yes, Uh-oh. yes. And she says, "Most of them are yours." Most. I think. <laughs> I don't care. I'll take them. I have a bag of teeth in my jewelry box. And I don't know if they are actually mine, or if they're oh my, my siblings, gosh. or what. But yeah, so I have a bag of teeth in my jewelry box. This goes back to when my parents about a year ago now were like, Oh, we're gonna move from your childhood home. Do you want anything? And I was like, I want my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't think that's the text they expected. Yeah. <laughs> but I got my teeth, but now I'm thinking I should have got my little brother's teeth as well. He doesn't want them. (laughs) It's not creepy at all to have just a random bag of teeth. Anyway, I'm going to put them in a tiny beaker, just I need to get the blood off some of them.
1: Oh. I was going to say, are you going to keep them loose or like make a mosaic out of them or?
0: Uh, not a mosaic. I'm not artistic. I was just going to put them in a tiny beaker.
1: Okay. Well, if you need
0: additional teeth, I've got a bag I can (laughs) ship to you. Just a massive bag of teeth. God. Next Christmas. Okay. Surprise teeth, me please. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! All right. Anywho, moving
1: on. Sorry, Sarah.
0: <laughs> I mean, Sarah's not part of this teeth
1: story. <laughs> teeth are just—I I don't know. What is the? What are the things that grow inside your body? Bones. No, the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. But teratomas. I the name. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, that's what I
1: think of when I think of loose teeth.
0: (laughs) Oh, you could sculpt a little territomo, and I could give you some teeth to put in. Oh God, no! I don't want to give you my teeth. Actually, those are mine.
1: Ooh, I have otter's teeth in a vial. He only has three left. He doesn't have any teeth left to lose. (laughs) Poor buddy. Okay, where was I? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Tooth tangent stole Doug's parents' safe only got 10 silver dollars. <laughs> ah, yes. They yeah, took yeah. the coins, buried the safe out in the desert, hoping to not get caught for it. They robbed another couple of their car and some jewelry. And they sold a bunch of it for some cash and meth. Of course, keeping up. Woo! In early October 1986, Marlo and Cynthia took a bus to Fontana, another place that I know, where they stayed with Marlo's cousins, the Schwabs. Swabs. Schwab. During that visit, Swabs. Marlo tattooed Cynthia's ass with the okay. words of property of fulsome wolf across no. them no oh uh, no this is really hard for me to say i'm i don't know if you no. realize like <laughs> oh god oh I and then tattooed get, um, her ring finger with the letters w-o-l-f no oh, with, for fuck with lightning bolts oh jesus christ he told her fuck. that that was her wedding ring fuck <laughs> They then left his cousin's residence in late October and hitchhiked to the house of Rito, Rito Roboloth, who were friends of Marlo's sister, Veronica. So at the Roboloths one day, Cynthia, Marlo, and Veronica were sharing some meth. And Cynthia starts asking like, hey, I'm not getting as much as you guys. Can I have an equal share? And of course this angers Marlo. So he begins punching her and threatens to leave her by the side of the road, but doesn't. And then so back... Later essentially they like he takes her out on a drive while in, <laughs> under the influence of meth amphetamine. Then continues to beat, kick, threaten to kill her more, forced her to consume four pills that he told her were cyanide, extinguished a cigarette on her face and stabbed oh, her in the leg. Oh my god. So she's unconscious and can't walk for two days. Jesus.
0: Oh, from the pills?
1: She's unconscious regardless. Oh, just from she the also beatings or beat the shit Yeah. Yeah. But she can't walk for two days because of the stab wound. So it's not terrible. She's not losing blood, but it's, like, painful. She
0: still got stabbed.
1: Yeah. so fucking stab wound. But his defense says that the stab wound was an accident, that the knife wasn't his, and that it was from an altercation, that he was trying to get the knife away from her when she got stabbed, and that the pills that he made her take were for the pain, but she was so high on meth that it's a price she couldn't remember the pills at all.
0: Hmm. Oh, man, honey, I was just hoping you won't remember this because you were- hi uh, yeah so it <laughs> doesn't matter whose knife it is sir
1: <laughs> yeah you
0: still stabbed her yeah
1: no one knows whether or not the stabbing was actually purposeful
0: i'm gonna go with yes because he also put a cigarette on yeah, her yeah
1: not great yeah her testimony saying that she thought she was going to die because he forced fed her the pills that he said were cyanide sure. um when they might have been just painkillers i don't know
0: we're gonna talk about cyanide in my episode next week
1: all right love cyanide Sweet not almond, sweet or bitter almond smell. Bitter yeah. almonds. Ugh. Bitter almonds. And then what
0: was garlic? Uh, uh, arsenic.
1: Arsenic. There's a component of the resin that I have to make for electron microscopy that smells like anise. Oh, oh nice. But I wouldn't know because you're not supposed to be able to smell it because that means that you're getting a toxic level of inhalation. Oh. So if you smell oh. anise and you're working with it, you got to get out of there.
0: Okay, so you haven't experienced I have this. have not experienced make a very this. dangerous interesting tasting food with all of these
1: mhm yeah my the the trainer was like she basically was like oh yeah this supposedly it smells like anise but don't smell it because c- you can't smell it until Why it's they know toxic it smells levels like anise? <laughs> maybe somebody reached a potentially toxic level and was like hmm, it smells nice i don't know where are we all right so things are getting brutal she's yeah getting the shit kicked out of her in yeah. this relationship on October 11th, 1986, 32-year-old Sandra Neary leaves her home in Costa Mesa, California. So probably about like a 45-minute drive from where they are supposedly hanging out. She goes to obtain some cash from the ATM machine at her bank, and she just goes on a normal errand, but never comes home. And her car is found by police in a local parking lot, but she's never seen again. Until two weeks later, on October 24th, when her strangled and decomposing body was found by hikers near Corona in Riverside County, which is about 25 minutes south of where they're hanging out. I'm like, I know this because I was literally just in SoCal.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and Andrew wants to go on a hike on Sunday, and I'm going to just hope for... No. One time I did come across a decomposing cow body. Oh. Ew. It reeked. I'm very it's sensitive so to smell. smell. Yeah. yeah. I don't mind looking at it, but the smell, I was just like, oh, look at that. That's why I can't be a coroner.
1: Hmm. Get one, one of those the the old-fashioned beak things.
0: Oh my god, full of, like, herbs?
1: Yeah. I can't remember what they're called, but the- one of those. I
0: can't either, but that would only just make being in the corner even, like, creepy. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: just like a big crow.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, just a big, I'll get, like, a black robe yep. and, uh, With the just hood and it.
1: everything. Mm-hmm.
0: Black scrubs, which is what I would wear anyway, no matter what, but...
1: Oh, man. Yeah, that would be. A plague doctor. Yeah, but what is the name of the thing, the snoot? What's a snoot? It's a snoot flute.
0: Plague doctor mask. (laughs) She says bird-like beak mask.
1: Okay, well, Pamela Simmons, four days later. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So, uh, Sandra's body was found on October 24th. Four days later, Pamela Simmons, age 35, was reported missing from Bullhead City in Arizona. Her car was also found abandoned near police headquarters, and detectives theorized that she had been snatched while drawing money from a curbside ATM. Lynell Murray was reported missing when her boyfriend called in after Lynelle missed their date after work. The 19-year-old psychology student was nowhere to be found, but her car was outside the dry cleaning shop where she worked at the time in Orange County. Hmm. Her body was later discovered in a Huntington Beach motel room. And in addition to kidnapping and murder, there were also um, evidence of sexual assault. Oh. Hmm. 10 days later, on November 7th, 20-year-old Corinna Novis was out running some errands in Redlands, California, which is where my, really, really close to where my, Dad and stepmom live. When she was asked for a ride by Cynthia and marlo the couple were dressed nicely um, and they appeared to be relatively normal. So Novus agreed until she noticed.
0: Can't see the terrible tattoos.
1: Nope. <laughs> then she or noticed the too face. late. <laughs> the face. Yeah. She noticed a little bit too late that they were, of course, not anywhere near normal. Okay. They pulled a gun on her while she was driving them and forced her to pull over, at which point she was handcuffed and put duct tape over her mouth, and then she was forced to ride on Marlo's lap while Cynthia drove them. Ew.
0: Yeah. Ah.
1: They drove to a friend's house where they kept her handcuffed and attempted to get her bank information from her. At some point, she was forced into the shower with Marlo, and the friends reported seeing her leave with wet hair and duct tape across her mouth, um, walking out in handcuffs. Who are these fucking friends? Who are these fucking friends? Why are they just sitting on their asses? Like, <laughs> say something. This is not the first out. time
0: uh, that Marlo has brought a woman home in handcuffs.
1: They're probably about on par, quality-wise, as him. and That's yeah. why they're friends.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Now Cynthia and Marlo and Novis are driving out to a vineyard in Fontana, and Cynthia testifies that she left the car to go run an errand, probably sell something of- handcuffs. Oh, wait.
0: Huh? So, sorry. Who left the car?
1: Cynthia left Left in the car. Oh. She oh. left Novus and Marlo okay. at the By vineyard. By themselves. By themselves. She went with the car to probably go and sell more stuff for more meth. I don't know. She just went and fucked off somewhere else. Yeah. For a while. Leaving Marlo and Novus walking alone together into the vineyard with a blanket and shovel. Oh.
0: Ah. That's not morbid. No. No, that's not romantic picnic.
1: No, not a good picnic. So a novice uncharacteristically fails to appear for work on Monday, November 10th, without calling or having given notice of any intended absence like she normally would have. Her supervisor, Jean Kramer, went to Novus's apartment to check on her, which, wow. Yeah. That's nice. Instead of just being like, ugh, I'm going to fire her when she gets back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to wait, though, until she gets back. (laughs) Well, how do you fire someone if they never show back up? I don't know. That's that was true. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a weird week. It's, yeah. it's, that's your goal. Like, they can't fire me if I just never go. <laughs> 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 well,
0: just say that you were in that coma. Like, Oh, yeah. For yeah. 22 years or whatever.
1: <laughs> okay. So she goes to check on her. She notices that her car isn't at her place where it's supposed to be. The front door is ajar and she goes in. Because it's just open. She's like, Oh, the door's ajar. Anyone okay? Yeah. And she finds the bedroom is in disarray and things are kind of thrown around. Then she reports these observations to the police, who found no sign of a forced entry, but this is because they had her key because they they kidnapped her and all her things. Yeah, yeah. So it was later determined that Novus's answering machine and typewriter were also missing, and the typewriter would show up later, being sold by Cynthia and Marlowe for a half gram of meth.
0: Jesus Christ. Is that a good trade? I don't know. No, I don't...
1: I mean, it's... A, <laughs> ah, I don't know. It's an answering machine, but also, like, I don't know. How much does a person me- need?
0: I don't know how much a gram... Half a gram of meth is. Like, how how much that'll get you through. And anyway.
1: Barter system. I take prescription Adderall for my ADHD. A dose to get me through an afternoon is five milligrams.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Maybe a typewriter.
1: I feel like a hundred times that amount... If you're an addict, you need more than that. Yeah. Their tolerance
0: is built. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's scary.
0: Let's see. Do, do, do. Do we have any meth listeners? I was going to say, <laughs> meth addicts. How much is that? Is there that are, enough? There are is health clean. <laughs> do you get
1: have a clean. typewriter
0: you want to sell? I don't have Please any. Please, I just clean. want the typewriter.
1: Okay. So, answering machine sold for a half gram of meth. The owner of a nearby pawn shop would also later testify that Cynthia pawned the typewriter using Novus's ID card.
0: (laughs) Okay, so Uh, clearly not the smartest of criminals either.
1: Yeah. So Cynthia and Marlo, at some point along this couple week long slurry of nastiness. The spree? Yeah.
0: Yeah, because we're up to,
1: what, five
0: victims now? Uh, Yeah. I think, uh, Meredith, are you taking notes? Yes. Because that's smart. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to keep it all together in my head.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's going great. So Cynthia and Marlo drive up to Big Bear, another place that I'm familiar with, because my family used to have a cabin up there. And they checked into the Bavarian Lodge using Lynel Murray's credit card that they had stolen from her their subsequent purchases also using her credit card alerted authorities to their whereabouts and they were arrested on November 14th as they were walking around on Big Bear Boule- Boulevard and this is the part where it gets also weird because there's two different testimonials of how they were even arrested yeah so the first one is that they were on Big Bear Boulevard wearing bathing suits despite it being late November and cold <laughs> equally silly but can't seem to find the real answer they were also supposedly arrested while hiking along a mountain fire road um in Big Bear wearing clothes that were stolen from the dry cleaner where Lionel Murray worked
0: okay i think i like the bathing suits i'm going to go bathing suits and hiking
1: oh yeah With Bathing suits on the fire trail
0: yeah impractical
1: so either way though Cynthia was found to have a loaded 22 in her purse okay
0: that's to say in her bathing suit in her bathing suit <laughs> In
1: the bikini Ooh. bottom. I was Ooh. like, where's keep
0: keeping that gun? Girl. Nature's purse. Just kidding.
1: <laughs> oh god. Yeah, make sure the safety's on, you know, or not.
0: <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> oh shit. That's
1: our episode title. <laughs> Nature's <laughs> yeah. purse. It's a twenty-two, not a twelve gauge.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know the difference, but guns. Oh fuck! Girth. Is a twenty-two? I think they're smaller. They're smaller, right? A, S- mm-hmm. a twelve is a shotgun. Well, there's a there's rifles, but there's also like the small twenty-two handguns.
1: Oh yeah, that too. She probably didn't have the rifle in her purse. <laughs> Unless it's like sawed off. <laughs> I would hope not in her Rangers purse.
0: It definitely would have to be the handgun version. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely the (laughs) handgun.
1: Okay. Sorry, not sorry, listeners.
0: Not sorry.
1: Novus's abandoned car was found on a dirt road south of Santa's Village, which is a cute area of big bear area <laughs> That sounds adorable um, it's yeah which is about a quarter mile off highway 18 and despite cynthia's efforts to wipe their fingerprints off the car her fingerprints are found on the license plate the hood the ashtray and then there's a print on the hood of the car that was also identified as Marlowe's. a resident of the big bear area also later found a discarded pair of gray slacks with handcuffs in the pocket on his property seriously as well as a receipt and several items of clothing from the Alpine Sports Center where Kaufman and Marlowe had made purchases. Which I think I've been in there before, too. They have cool snow gear. Anywho.
0: Anywho, can I just take us one little segment? It does touch astrology a little bit. Apparently there's a Taurus brand of handgun. Ooh, Okay. You can get a twenty-two for your nature's purse. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: get closer to the stars, folks.
1: All right, I'm done. <laughs> Woo! All right. So they're arrested on November 14th. Somehow. Either in, some in bathing suits or in stolen clothing. <laughs> Novus's body was found on November 15th in a shallow grave in the vineyard in Fontana. Mm. She was missing a fingernail on her Ooh, left ah! hand and her shoes were gone and one of her earrings was missing.
0: See, I could talk about teeth all day. Fingernails. Mm. Oh, really?
1: Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm kind of the opposite.
0: That's my, like, nope.
1: I mean, I don't like thinking about removing fingernails, but I can talk about removing fingernails either, easier than removing teeth.
0: teeth, oh, so much easier. <laughs> anyway.
1: It's in your head.
0: Listeners, Which do you prefer talking about?
1: <laughs> teeth or fingernails. Neither of which smell good when you grind them.
0: Oh Why no. are you grinding them? I mean, you can use an
1: emery file. DNA? And then the smell oh. in a dentist when you're, like, getting a cavity filled. Neither okay. of those is good. I
0: was thinking more nefariously.
1: (laughs) You know, when you sharpen your teeth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The cryopole that I use for intestines is also strong enough for teeth and bone, so. Okay. Uh.
1: Okay, there's additional evidence hanging around here because as long as this spree has gone on, they've built up a a decent trail leading straight to them in other ways.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think they're clever.
1: They're not clever. They're They're not smart. They're very high, very messy, very uncoordinated in their efforts because they're just all over the fucking map. Literally.
0: Yeah, they have gotten a lot farther than I've gotten in a long time. I've never been to Kentucky or Georgia or Missouri. All
1: right. So additional evidence was Novus's checkbook, which was found in a La- Laguna Niguel trash dumpster tucked inside a fast food takeout bag with several papers bearing the names of Cynthia Kaufman and James Marlowe. So okay. they're literally leaving papers with their names on it, along with
0: I'm kind of impressed they found evidence. it, though, like a random dumpster.
1: Maybe there was another incident where they had gotten into an altercation and- police were suspecting of that area i don't know they were also linked to purchasing a san bernardino motel room where the manager found the motels the motel rooms stationery um with lots of different practice signatures of Lionel murray's name okay. so they're practicing Gosh. signing how they would sign her name <laughs> like, but then just, like i used leave to do with there. my
0: high school crush's last name oh <laughs> mrs hannah kurtz that doesn't sound good at all I got in trouble for forging my mother and father's signatures in high school and several of my other friends' parents' signatures in high school to get us out oh, of class. Oh, uh, you have the skills. I'm not a good forger. I was pretty good.
1: I could do it, but I was terrified of doing it, so I never did. Oh. I
0: just don't like my mom's handwriting or my dad's handwriting, and I was just like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I got in some trouble. Just a wee bit. We'll say 11th grade was not my best year. We'll say that. That's fine. Fair. Freshman year was not my best year. I think everyone has a year <laughs> in high school not their best.
1: Yeah. One sure. of their worst. I don't even know. I think I was okay in high school, and then the summer and year out of it was awful for me. Okay. I was like, I'm free, but not really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, because then you just became an adult.
1: But I wasn't. I wasn't 18 yet.
0: Oh. Okay. Are you still living at home too? Yeah, I went home for the summer after my freshman year of college, and that was a fucking mistake. Oh,
1: you're like you can't tell me what to do. I can and live I without worked you. For
0: my dad,
1: oh, painting no.
0: houses and other remodeling stuff on the rentals. So oh, it was no. <laughs> surprised we still talk to each other.
1: Oh, and then the missing earring that was oh. Novus's was later found in Cynthia's purse as well. So she took a trophy. Okay. Okay. Which. If her earring's missing on her body, did she take it before she died, which means that she knew she was going to die? Oh,
0: yeah, because she left her behind. Because that was part of her
1: testimony. was like, I didn't know whether or not he was going to kill her. And he was like, you told me to kill her. So. Oh. Yeah, it's it's a real big fucking mess. Forensic pathologist Dr. Gregory Reber performed an autopsy on Novus on November 17th. There are marks on the outside of her neck, injuries to the neck muscles, and a fracture of her thyroid cartilage, suggesting ligature strangulation as the cause of death, but there was suffocation as another possible cause because there's a presence of a lot of dirt and sand at the back of her throat. So don't know if she was fully strangled and dead when she was starting to be buried. Sure. Or, or if yeah. she was, like, gasping for breath while face down in the dirt or something. Mm-hmm. But there were marks on her wrist consistent with handcuffs, evidence of sexual assault, etc. Yeah. We know the story there. Yeah. Marlowe and Coffin were formally charged with that murder on the same day, November 17th, held over for trial without bond. And if any further Proof of their guilt was even needed. The investigators told the press that fingerprints from both the defendants had been found inside of Karina's car, and that Cynthia had been linked to the pawn shop. Of course, like I talked oh, about well. earlier, where mm-hmm. the typewriter was was pawned, and then the the person came forward who had traded the meth for the answering machine too. Oh,
0: <laughs> That's so nice of them! Yeah, his yes? friends are just like, oh well. <laughs> but can I? I can keep. The answering machine, right? <laughs> I was gonna say they probably were like, I don't want to be involved
1: in a murder. I'm just a meth head. I'm just a
0: meth head. Yeah. I have my limits. Yeah.
1: Um so then another 32 months passed before the couple went to trial, and in the meantime they experienced, of course, a falling out. They broke up um, because they oh. were pitted against each other to get this the right is answer. What them up? <laughs> I know, right? Like
0: <laughs> they had such a tight moment. Of mom. all things. Not all the beatings that she took from him. Nope.
1: Yeah. So this is what led to like this cr- this crazy weird. He yeah, said. She said. Who knows what actually yeah. happened? Mm-hmm. Swiss cheese story. No offense, Swiss cheese. I love Swiss cheese.
0: I do too. Me too.
1: So on one vit- jailhouse visit, Cynthia's lawyer had asked her if there was anything that she needed to feel comfortable from the outside world, and she says, "Quote, yeah," pointing to her backside. You can find someone to help me lose this damn tattoo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's someone in there that the, they can do a cover up for. Yes, sweetheart. In the jail. Oh, yeah. It's just going to be bigger. That's it. It's going to uh, be bigger. It can't be smaller. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the couple's murder trial finally opened in San Bernardino County on July 18th, 1989. Both defendants were convicted across the board. Surprise, surprise.
0: What? <laughs> Even me on this jury would have convicted these two. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Both were sentenced to death on August 30th. Cynthia Kaufman thus became the first woman sentenced to die in California since since the state restored capital punishment in 1977. And there's a lot of back and forth regarding, like, the he said, she said stuff. But really, it's it's all over minutia. The couple killed multiple women for no fucking reason. Yeah. And I'm sorry, battered woman or not, you don't get to that nope. level of crazy psychopath if you have any redeemable conscience. No, not at all.
0: You are already not showing much of a conscience before anyway.
1: Yeah. yeah. Cynthia Kaufman is the longest serving woman on death row in California now.
0: And California is
1: currently in a moratorium on their death penalty, so... She can rot a little longer. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, is Marlo on death row, or he get put to death?
1: I believe he's still on death row.
0: Yeah. We've gone a lot slower. Next week, I'll tell you a case where they got the death penalty in right away. It's probably too fast. Yeah. Well, good. I hope she keeps the tattoo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I hope no one removes that for her.
0: Honestly, not that like she can fucking see it, though. If it was, like, a- something... while well, she has that fucking ring tattoo but yeah yeah but like how big is the font on this tattoo there's no images of it is it like how big is the ass (laughs)
1: how big is the ass i mean meth makes you pretty scrawny right so i don't know oh yeah (laughs) she's probably pretty and it sounds like a homemade
0: tattoo so (laughs) might be kind of spindly lettering a homemade or a it's he he
1: did it oh he did it So, so that's another part too is like he said that she told him to tattoo that on her, and she said that he did it without her consent.
0: But you would so much well, lay be there. You could tell, I think, at the tattoo. Unless she was knocked out?
1: Unless she was knocked out, or, like, he's holding her.
0: He's holding her down. She's afraid yeah. of him. I don't know, but. Okay, ladies. It's a bad tattoo. And property of, just don't. Don't property of it. Just don't. You know, get a butterfly instead. <laughs> If you want something down there, go for the good old shamrock butterfly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or a star. Oh my god, like those, uh, what
0: are those ones called? Uh, the nautical stars? Yes, I'm, I'm really glad I tattooed not tattoo when I as a teenager.
1: Oh my god, I it used to draw a, those all the time. It would not have Ugh.
0: been a tramp stamp, but it would have definitely been nautical stars. Oh god. Probably on my shoulder. Or like the lipstick
1: outline, the kiss. Oh, I hate that. Yes. I know, but those are like right on par with it too.
0: I also follow a lot of terrible tattoo accounts on Instagram.
1: So yes, <laughs> those are the. That's best. how you found badger, right? Ah, oh,
0: badger. Oh, it's such a good one. It's <laughs> a. a ta- it's done. It's very well done. It's a tattoo of the body of a badger but on the back. It's a vagina.
1: <laughs> oh. It's
0: well. It's more like a labia. Whatever. Okay. It's very well Cause done because you know how though.
1: badgers normally have the stripes. So instead yeah. of the it stripes, it's like yeah. But then it has like hairs. Oh, the hairs bother uh, it, me.
0: Okay, now I gotta
1: Google it.
0: <laughs> I might try to find it. Damn it. Vagy it's good. Tattoo. It's really good. We'll have to find that. The artist was great. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Moving on. That's basically
1: that's my story. Oh my god.
0: Damn. Woo! That one was a lot. Even Fuck I heard that. Off. One. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, now.
1: Guys, I didn't find the
0: badger tattoo, but I found a tattoo of the opening of labia vagina with a piece of nigiri going into it. Ew. Ew. Fishy.
1: Ew. That's gross. That's what you get for searching labia tattoo.
0: This was actually a vagina badger tattoo. And the first hit is nigiri into the vagina tattoo.
1: That's not normal.
0: There's actually some really cute badger tattoos, though.
1: Yeah. Okay, should we go to astrology things? (laughs)
0: Let's do it.
1: (laughs) Let's get off the badge, badge, tattoos.
0: Uh, I can't believe we can't find it, but...
1: All right, so on January 17th, we've got a full moon. Ow! Ow! Yeah, not wolf. (laughs) Oh, shit! Uh, I didn't think
0: about
1: that. But it's in Cancer, so it's very touchy-feely and not at all psychopath burning cigarettes on people's faces.
0: They're psychopaths in their own way.
1: Yeah. Yes. Emotional sure.
0: manipulators.
1: Vulnerability. Bleah. So work on I don't know. Being vulnerable. <laughs> feeling feeling those feelings for the for the full moon. Good time to set your crystals out for like, say, your rose quartz if you want to absorb mm. some of that.
0: Get some cleansing going on. Mm-hmm. I did see where when the full moon is in cancer that like you really need to learn how to embrace that sensitivity because otherwise it just becomes consuming so yeah that in mind
1: lean in not away because Mm -hmm. then you can work with it yeah don't struggle against it hannah (laughs) (laughs) i know i know
0: i know i'm fine with it i'm much more open
1: and then like we talked about earlier january 19th sun enters aquarius so even though she was on the cusp I'm sure not all Aquarian people that you know in your life are as crazy as Cynthia, but just don't do meth.
0: Don't do meth.
1: <laughs> no, do not do meth.
0: <laughs> I think it's the takeaway message here. Don't yeah. do meth.
1: Muy importante.
0: Not even once. Mm-mm. All righty.
1: <laughs> I can't get over the nature's purse comment.
0: I'm still so sad I can't find the badger tattoo. We all have our struggles. We struggle so much that we forget to do our clothes out. So if you would like to chat with us about true crime, astrology, or any of the weird side tangents we went on in tonight's episode like baby teeth, vaguer tattoos, or forging your parents' signatures in high school, please reach out. You can find us on Twitter at True Trine, on Instagram at True Crime Trine, on Facebook at TCT Podcast. You can email us directly at truecrimetrying at gmail.com and check out our website at com. In the words of Johnny Depp, My body is my journal, and my tattoos are my story. But since I don't think he's got a vagina, I would say he's likely not to have that badger tattoo. Smooches! Music for our podcast was handcrafted by the talented and creative minds of Mike Warren and Pete Ortega. Our artwork was imagined and skillfully designed by the lovely Sarah Guest. As for production, well, they call me post-production. Show notes are available upon request. Just email trine at gmail.com. Join us again next week for another tantalizing episode.